Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. What do you open with me to Psalm? Everybody say Psalm 130. Psalm 130 is where we're going to be this morning. You can also put a marker in James chapter 5. If you would like. And then if you're really spiritual, like really spiritual this morning, you could put another marker in Psalm 5. But I'm excited to preach. But in Psalm 130, verse 1, it says this, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Praise God for that this morning. But with you there is forgiveness. That you may be feared. Verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I hope. Verse 6. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen for the morning... More than watchmen for the morning, O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all of his iniquities. I want to preach a message this morning. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. We believe in taking notes here at our church. This is why, because God speaks through his word. And as we take notes and we write it all down, Later on, the Holy Spirit will come along and will remind you of what God said. And so that's why we love it when you take notes in church and write things down. So I want to uh, preach a message this morning with the title, Not in a Hurry. Not in a Hurry. Would you pray with me? Lord, I just thank you, Father, for the moments we share. Lord, help us to maximize each moment. Father, help us to be present in this moment, Lord. As you speak to us, Lord, thank you that your word always brings hope. It always fills us with joy. It always helps us move forward. God, it molds us. It shapes us. It helps us become who we are supposed to be. Lord, thank you that Jesus is the word. Lord, as we, as we look to the word, as we consume your word, we know, Father, we're in Jesus. We're looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, we thank you for church. We thank you for colonial kids. We thank you that our kids are going back to school. And that is such a blessing, Lord. For all of us, including all the parents, in Jesus' name. We all said together. Amen. Can I get an amen for the parents with their kids going back to school? Amen. Amen. I want to come around this idea this morning from Psalm 130. I'd love it if you could write this down. I feel like God gave me this thought. If I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. If I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. You know, we live in a world that is in a serious hurry all the time. Hurrying all the time. We live in a society where it's just go, go, go. And waiting seems to be extremely unloved these days. Waiting seems to be the type of thing that is completely friendless in our society. We live in an impatient society. We've gotten away from this ability to be willing to wait on God and wait for him to do what God does. But we live in an impatient world. 
Got to have it now. Got to get it now. Because more than ever, we live in this overhyped society. We're, we're, we're constantly just this deluge of information and, and just, just everything coming at us. And, and because of this information age, which we now have found ourselves in, the digital age, which came from the information age, and here we are, it's just constantly coming at us every single day. But it's causing this hurriness in our life where we're just constantly wanting to hurry along, move along, get along. And it's just barking at us from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. And it's causing us to feel like we need to hurry and, and, and get more stuff done and, and hurry along in life. But there's this beautiful thing God wants us to, to know that we can wait. We can wait in life. But as I was studying for this message, I love to do research on certain things and see what you know, scholars, experts are saying about certain things. You know, I love even reading like neuroscience and to see what, what, what some of the, the latest stuff is. And I came across this article and I thought it was so great because it just really paints a picture of exactly where we're at. But it talks about this reality that we all find ourselves in now, 2019. It, says, it said this, it said, our brains are busier than ever before. We're assaulted with facts, pseudo-facts, jibber-jabber, and rumor, all posing as information. Listen to this. Trying to figure out what you need to know and what you can ignore has now become exhausting. At the same time, we're all doing more. 30 years ago, travel agents made our airline and rail reservations. Salespeople held us, helped us find what we were looking for in shops. Professional typists and secretaries helped busy people with their correspondence now we do all those things ourselves. We are doing the jobs of 10 different people while still trying to keep up with our own lives, our children's lives, our parents, our friends, our careers, hobbies, and favorite TV shows, aka Netflix. But if I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. And it's amazing that, that this is the world that we now live in. And so I've got this new personal motto. I've just, it's just my new motto. Hurry less, wait more. Hurry less, wait more. Being okay to wait. I mean, I, I like to wait. I mean, look at this. This row seems to be... Let me get a seat right here. Hurry less and wait more. I like it. This is a good, this is a good angle. Hey, Jamie Lee. How are you? But this is the world we live in where it's just go, go, go. All the time, we've got to go. See that? Still got it. <laughs> Hurry less and wait more. But hey, seriously, do you know how to slow down? Do you know how to wait more? Do you know how to slow things down so you can wait on God? Because God wants us all to develop. Listen to me, friends, very carefully. Listen to me. He wants us to develop the ability to wait on Him. To stop hurrying and wait on His words. Stop hurrying in life and wait on His timing. Stop hurrying and wait on his healing. Stop hurrying and be able to wait for our seasons to end and then the season to begin again. Not running ahead of God because we're in a hurry. See, there used to be this thing. And it used to be, it used to be fixed to the wall. I don't know if, you know, hopefully everyone will remember this. This will be a good moment. But there used to be this thing that was attached to the wall. I've got a picture for you. Let's put, it, let's put the picture up. You remember this thing? I do. But it was amazing that this world that we used to live in, that if I wanted the deluge of information, if I wanted the news, if I wanted kind of the, 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 
the, the, you know, the, the, the news to come into my world, if I wanted to get the update, I would go to the wall and I'd pick it up and it was attached with a cord to the wall and I'd say, hello, hello, hi, how are you, what's happening? And then I would put it down and I would walk away. But we used to live in a world where people knew, that the world around us kind of knew that I wouldn't always be able to go to the wall and pick it up. Today we live in a society because of these things we carry around in our pockets where there's the expectation is that you will always pick up, that you will always give me what I need, you will always respond to me. And what it's created is this overhyped, constantly hurrying society called our lives. If I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. If I'm not constantly worried about hurrying, I can wait and let God do what God does. But we've gotten away from waiting. But this God idea, friends, of waiting is all through Scripture. Let me show you a few verses. Psalm 37, verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. I feel like I should read that scripture over myself every day. Look at it. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. But focus on what God's doing with me. Psalm 27 and verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your your heart take courage. Says it again. Yes, wait for the Lord. Then in James chapter 5, hopefully you've Put a marker in James 5, but look at it in verse 7. It says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil. And he goes on, look at what it says. It says and being patient about it until it gets the early and the late rains. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts for the coming of the Lord is near. There's power in the waiting. There's power in the waiting. And this scripture is so powerful in James because it talks about the early and the late rains. And I love it. My pastor has been preaching a lot about, about rain, about natural rain, because Australia is in drought at the moment. He's been prophesying rain to fall on that land. But he's also been talking about spiritual rain, which represents blessing in our lives. But it talks about the early and the late rains and how the farmer with the precious, waiting for the precious produce of the soil. You know, that's a direct parallel to you waiting for your blessing and for what God is going to do in your life. But you need to have the early and the late rains. And that takes time. And we have to wait. The early rain talks about in the, in the fall time, letting the rain come in and actually go deep down into the, to the deep where actually all the, the, the magic happens. And actually that's where the produce really comes from. But you need that rain. And then all the stuff starts to happen and then it talks about the later rain. The latter rain is in the spring, just before harvest. And that's the rain that is so important because it softens up the soil, gets the soil ready for harvest. But what's amazing about it is it says the farmer waits patiently. If I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. If I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. It says being patient about it, the farmer waits. That means waiting on God to do what? God can only do. But we can never begin to wait if we're always in a hurry. I wonder how hurried you are in life. I feel like this is such a word for what's happening, what's about to take place in the next week or two. 
We get back to our worlds. We get back to our lives. We get back to the, the pickups and the drop-offs and, and everything that happens. Everything that we feel like we've got to do. But if I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. And I can let God do what God wants to do. Is this, this working this morning? Is... See, God showed me something really, really special about this. And he just kind of said this to me. He said, you know, you can miss the big moments in the small moments. You can miss the, the massive things in what seems like the tiniest moments. I don't know about you, but the, 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 the smallest moment of just putting my kids to bed and reading them a story. Small moment. But something big's there. But if I'm not in a hurry, then I can wait. If I'm not in a hurry, I can be in that moment. If I'm not in a hurry, I can stop and say, who cares what else is going on? I don't know about you, but I've come to a place in my life where I can just leave my phone in my truck. I can leave the busyness of life. You know what? Here's the reality. I really, I don't, this don't, I don't mean this wrong. Okay. So please don't get offended. But everything's going to be fine. If you don't have your phone, if you don't, if you don't look at what's going on, everything's going to be okay. It's amazing. And I've learned that, you know, if I, if I go and get on a plane and I don't see anything for a couple of hours because my phone is in airplane mode, it's amazing when I pick it back up and I turn it back on, everything's fine. It's always been fine because here's the truth, friend. God knows what he's doing with your life. God's in control of everything that's happening. He is in control. He'll take care of your emails. He'll take care of all those things. But this world we live in, this overhyped, always coming at us type world has now tried to tell us that we can't wait and that we've got to hurry. So this morning, what I wanted to do was I wanted to, if we were going to be the type of people that wait on God, that actually take the scriptures seriously and say, you know what, I'm going to wait for God. I'm going to wait for God to give me my answer. I'm going to wait for God to give me my season. I'm going to wait for God to speak to me. I'm going to wait, wait, wait. Whatever it takes, I'm going to wait on God. But if we're the type of people who are going to wait on God, I believe God's calling us to be people who wait well. And so this morning, I wanted to give us three ways to wait. Is that okay this morning? So if we're going to wait on God, number one this morning, first handle this morning is this, we're going to wait with faith. Number one, wait with faith. Psalm 130, verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. What kind of waiting are you doing? If you were in the waiting season, maybe you are right now, what kind of waiting are you doing? Are you waiting with faith? Are you waiting with the type of God faith or are you getting discouraged? I love it if you could write this down because... I feel like this could speak to someone in these coming weeks, but I'd love it if you could write this down. Discouragement is the enemy to my waiting. Discouragement is the enemy to my waiting. And what that means is this. It means that if you get discouraged, your waiting is at risk. Because discouragement will try to take you out of your waiting. And your waiting is where God wants you to be, to wait on Him. And we can get so discouraged that we stop waiting. And say, you know what, God, there's nothing really happening here. I'm just going to move on. All because we got discouraged. So we can't let discouragement set in. 
That's why it's so important to be in church because you might be in a waiting season, but when you're in church, it's probably a good chance you're not going to get discouraged. In fact, hopefully in our church, at least it's going to be the opposite where you're going to get encouraged. Someone's going to put courage into you each Sunday, build you up so you can keep waiting. Wait with faith. Let's wait with faith. I want to be a faith waiter. And I believe you can too. I want to wait with faith expectation. Psalm 5, this is a Davidic psalm. says in verse 2, Listen to my, to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Verse 3, Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. Expectantly. Waiting with a faith-filled expectancy. You know, in your waiting season... Your faith can grow. In your waiting season, you can actually grow your faith. It might take a little bit longer, but that's just more of an opportunity for your faith to grow. Because your expectation should grow. You're like, man, if God hasn't given me my answer yet, that means that it must be so much better. I get an extra day, I get an extra week, I get an extra month. My faith can grow because my expectation grows. Wait with faith. But let's not be the type of people that abandon the wait because we don't have faith. Let's be the type of people that stay in the wait because we've got faith and we've got expectation. Let's wait with, 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 with this sense of, man, God's going to do something amazing. You know? Let's not be Eeyore waiters. You know Winnie the Pooh? His little buddy Eeyore. Well, you know, I guess, I guess God's working somewhere. Not in my life. Eeyore. No, let's not wait like that. Look at what David says. He says, I pray to no one but you. And each morning I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. Let's not wait like Eeyore. Let's wait like David. I'm getting fired up this morning. I really, I don't like Eeyore. Just in case you figured that out. I don't like him. He always brings the mood too low for me. Keep your faith higher than Eeyore. (laughs) Maybe that's a word for someone this morning. So number one, wait with faith. Number two, you ready? Number two, you ready? Wait with trust. If you're going to wait, wait with trust. Wait with faith, which means I believe God's going to do something. I believe God's given me a word. But then trust. Verse five, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. I love this. And in his word, I hope. You can change that word out, hope, for trust. It's in his word, I trust. It's in his word, I hope. Trust is wherever you place it. Because trust is placed in places in our lives. So we put our trust in something. Where do you place your trust when you wait on God? Do you place your trust in the word that he's given you? In the word over your life? Where do you place your trust today? Is it in God or is it in things? Because one thing's for sure, putting your trust in things, even in a seemingly quiet season, is never a great idea. Because you put your trust in things that will always be temporal, it'll always be circumstantial, it'll always be based on conditions around you. You can put your faith in, in your money, in, 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 in a stock or an investment. You can put your trust and your faith in that thing. But can I just encourage you? Conditions may change. Things may change. The market may be different. All of a sudden things change and you've placed your trust there 
And it's amazing how quickly it evaporates. But when we put our, our faith and our trust in God in the waiting season, that is a secure place. It's like putting your certainty in something. You know, like when I say I'm going to put my trust in something, I'm applying certainty to that thing. I'm saying I'm putting my certainty in God. God's spoken, so I know he's going to come through. I believe he can do it. I trust him that he'll come through, no matter what the waiting looks like. You know, when Jill and I were getting ready to, to move to the, to, to the U.S. in 2012, we went through all the processes of, of, of applying for the green card and visa and all that sort of stuff. And we wanted to do it the right way. So we didn't, we stayed in Australia before we moved to the US and we wanted to make sure we had everything, you know, taken care of and it was all, all clear. And so we knew God was calling us to come over here. We knew that season was ahead of us. So we began to take those steps. And so we came to this point where it looked like everything was good, all the, all the checks and balances had happened. And so it was just a process of going through the interview and, and ticking off the box and making that process happen and then, and, then, and then moving to the US. And so Jill and I figured out that you know, because of our housing situation, it would be best if Jill would go with Maisie. Maisie, I think, was only one at that point. One or two? Two. Almost two. Details. And... Um, we got to this point where we're like, okay, it'd be great if she, if she goes. So, so Jill and Maisie went, came over to the US, came and lived here. And, um, and I waited in Australia for this process, which I thought was going to take one or two weeks. It took six weeks. I don't know about you, but six weeks without my wife and my beautiful little baby, I was just like, God, what is happening right now? Day after day, we were living with friends, so I wasn't even in my own place. I was living with somebody else. Day after day after day after day after day of waiting. But I had to trust. I had to go to the deep depths of my trust. And though God has called me to do this, I believe he wants me to go there. So now my, my trust, even when things seem like they're not that great, is going to be with God. I'm going to trust God. As I wait, I want to be the type of person, the type of believer. I want us to be the type of church where we wait with trust because God has spoken and we can rely on his word. We wait with trust. Number three, if we're going to wait with faith and wait with trust, ultimately, we need to wait with joy. Wait with joy. Let's wait with a smile on the dial. Let's wait with... Not a circumstantial smile, but a deep inner joy. Verse 7 says, O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And look at these words. And with him is plentiful redemption. Plentiful. I don't know about you, but when things are plentiful in my life, man, there's joy. Plentiful redemption. There's abundance. There's, there's that sense of plenty. God has given me a lot. And I can be excited. I can be joyful about that. You know, when we slow down to wait on God, it's waiting with a joy. It's waiting with joy. I've said this before, but I, it's worth saying again, because again, this is a society we live in. It seems like happiness comes and goes. And just like that, happiness, all of a sudden I'm happy. Next moment I'm, ha- I'm not happy. But you know, we have joy. And you know, to me, joy is like happiness, but with purpose. Because it goes so much deeper than what's just happening around me. Happiness is something that's just circumstantial. It's temporal. It comes, it goes. I'm happy, you know, because happiness is just what's happening around me. But joy goes to the deep parts of who I am. 
I don't know about you, but that's how I want to live. I want to wait with joy. I want in the seasons where I feel like God is asking me to wait, I want to wait with that sense of joy, that happiness where, man, people might be getting good things over there and people might be getting blessed over there, but I know God has spoken. I'm trusting in God. I'm going to have joy as I wait, believing and knowing full well that God is going to take care of me. So I wait with joy. Knowing full well what's ahead, I can trust God with. And I have faith in Him. You know, I was reminded of the Proverbs 31 woman. And this scripture, this, this, uh, this one verse in that chapter of Proverbs 31, it says in verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear at the future. I love that. Another translation says she laughs at the days to come. You know, as we wait with joy, we can just, we, we, can, we, can, we can have our faith and our trust in God knowing that He's going to take care of the future. He's going to take care of everything that's ahead. I can, I can laugh at what's coming because God's going to take care of it. Why? Because the joy that I have is the joy that I have in Jesus. If you want to talk about joy, it begins and it ends for us as New Testament believers in Jesus. Jesus is joy. Joy is Jesus. When we wait with joy, why can we have joy? When we're in a seemingly waiting season, it's because we have Jesus now. It's not like we have to wait till the end of the road and get everything God's given us and then we get Jesus. The beautiful thing today, friends, is we have Jesus now. So even as we wait, we have Jesus with us. Don't look to your circumstances to get your joy. Live with that deep sense of joy, knowing that God's already given you so much as you wait because He's given you Jesus. Psalm 5, verse 11 says, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. There it is, joy. And it goes on, it says, let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. Filled with joy as you wait. All who can take refuge are able to rejoice. All who are singing joyful praises forever and all who love your name will be filled with joy. Oh my gosh. I'll be honest right now. I wish I remembered that more often. I wish I remembered that more often. And I'm grateful for church because church is a place where I can hear this more often. I can hear this preach more often. You might think, oh, church is just about coming in and getting through, to going through the routines. But the Word of God is alive. And when we come into church, the Word of God, it goes into our lives. It deposits into us and it helps us live no matter what season. You might not be in a waiting season right now. You might be in a great season right now, but can I just encourage you? There might be a season that comes, so it's important for you to invest in it now. So we all can wait because Jesus is the one who carried us through the waiting. Jesus had joy in His mind when it came to you. You know, sometimes that's a hard reality for people to arrive at and really digest for themselves. But you know, that's absolutely true. It's in Hebrews chapter 12. And verse 2, I want all of us to read it. Just as I close, it says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, look at this, who for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. See, Jesus saw you and He had joy. He saw you. The reason He went to the cross was because of you. 
The reason He went to the cross was because of me. And we might go through seasons of waiting where we need to slow our lives down and just wait on the Lord. But the good news today is that we don't have to do it alone. The good news today is because of Jesus and because of the cross and because of the resurrection power that comes with knowing Him, that we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to be on our own. We don't have to sit there and just wonder what's happening. No, we know exactly what's happening. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And it's because of Jesus and because of the price we paid. It doesn't matter what the season looks like, good season, bad season. It doesn't matter because I have Jesus and I can get through. Amen. Would you stand with me? Come on, I want to pray for some people. I want to pray for some people. I want to pray for your season right now. I said at the beginning of the service that God today, He wants to deposit something into every single person. You know, that can, be, that can be true. That can actually take place in your life. But what we have to do, all we have to do is come into church, come into to God's love and be ready to receive. See, if we come in to environments like this where there's faith and there's, the Word goes out and people pray of you, you, you can walk into a place like this and get absolutely nothing because you're not ready to receive. But if we come into an environment like this and open up the doors of our heart and say honestly and humbly before God, Lord, speak to me. Help me in my season. Help me wherever I'm at. You might be in a waiting season right now. I wanna pray for your faith. I wanna pray for your trust. I wanna pray for your joy in that waiting season. Maybe you're in a season of blessing. Maybe you've already seen the latter rains. Maybe you've already seen the, the, the harvest come. Maybe you're in a season where it's harvest time and things are good and man, you're just enjoying life and you feel like God is just showering blessing upon blessing. I still wanna pray for your faith. I still wanna pray for your trust. I still wanna pray for your joy because that's what God wants us to have no matter what season we're in. So I wonder what season you're in today. I wanna pray for you. Season of waiting. Maybe today you are waiting. I feel for you because I've been there. Waiting on a miracle, waiting on a healing, waiting on a word. Maybe you're in here today and you're waiting on that person to come along that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, that God-ordained partner that God wants to give you, and I believe that He does. Maybe you're in here today and you haven't started a family yet and you're waiting on the first one, the promise that God's given you. I want to pray for you this morning because this is the truth. Is the enemy's going to do everything he can to confuse you, to put doubt into you, to try to get you distracted. See, the enemy in this world is doing what the enemy does, which is try to distract you with all of this stuff and get you away from just trusting God, having faith and walking forward. So with every head bowed, I want to pray for people this morning. Where are you at? Where does this land for you? If you don't know, just ask the Holy Spirit right now, what is this? Where is this message landing for me? God, what are you saying to me right now through this message, through your word this morning? Where does this apply? And if you're in a season of waiting this morning, I just want you to lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Just go ahead, lift it up. You're waiting on a miracle. You're waiting on healing. You're waiting on a promise. You're waiting on financial provision. You're waiting on a business opportunity. You're waiting on blessing to come your way. Well, Lord, you see every single hand that's raised. 
And Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus and through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that your, your presence is going to rest on every single hand that's raised, every single life that's opened up to you, every heart where the doors are open, Father, for you to come in and for you to work. Lord, I just thank you. You care about every single life, Lord. You've got a plan and a purpose and a perfect outcome for every single person, God. We just thank you that it's in your timing, that it's in your, in your perfect um, working out of that plan. God, it's all because of Jesus, Lord. So we rest today, Father. We rest knowing full well, Lord, that as the farmer waits for the crop to be absolutely perfect, Lord, we too can be patient, like it says in your word, Father, to wait for the early rains. God, I pray for the early rains right now in people's lives. Father, I just thank you that the early rains are coming right now, Lord, to go deep into the soil of people, Lord, right before the harvest, God, a deep, a deep uh, uh, rain of blessing, God, that's going to go down, Father. I don't know what that is specifically, but it could be investment time. It might be time for seeds to go down and into the ground. So I pray for that right now, Lord. I just thank you, Father, that you bring the early rains for that purpose, God, to begin to outwork. And, and Father, I just thank you. That might mean relationships um, go to a certain place that never been before, Lord. I just thank you for that early rain. God, and I thank you for the later rain, Lord, that comes just before the harvest. God, thank you that you're doing a work in people's hearts, Lord. You're softening the ground of people's hearts right now, God, so you can speak, so you can work, so you can heal. And Father, I just thank you. It's all through the power of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in our lives to do what only you can do, Lord, to remind us of the truth that we've been set free because of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you right now, Lord, that you come to remind us of what God has already done in our lives. Father, thank you that the Holy Spirit comes to remind us of what's ahead. So God, I thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You receive that right now, church? Awesome. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at Colonial Church. Dot life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.